This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to the Patriots Dynasty Podcast, the podcast where we're going back and rewatching every game of the Dynasty era. Uh, we haven't actually done that in a while, uh, but we are back at it today. And with me are the trusty brothers Brown, Steve and Greg. Boys, how you doing? I'm doing great and full of piss and vinegar for this playoff. All right. It's all right. bad at this point, you know? Oh, um. Playoffs. Oh, I'm beating the Colts again. Jeez. Another minute. Yeah. <laughs> Wake me up in the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, so, yeah, if you hadn't, uh, if you weren't aware, if you've forgotten, because it's been so long since we've done one of these, we are starting the 2004 playoffs with the AFC divisional round where the Colts would come to Foxborough Stadium. No, Foxborough, Massachusetts, Gillette Stadium. No longer Foxborough Stadium. To play the New England Patriots, who uh, came into the game at 14 and 2. No big deal. Colts would finish their season 12 and 4. One of those losses was to this New England Patriots um, the first week of the season. And after that game, they mentioned in the in this, the, the announcers were saying that Tony Dungy said, uh, because we lost that, we'll be playing them in January at their place. That's right. He foreshadowed this. He Smart sure did. Man. Mm-hmm. He was correct. Uh, but this Maybe you was have done something about it. That game know. was at Indianapolis, too, right? No, it was no, Banner was Night, Stevie. Come on. It was yeah. what? It was uh, Banner Night, baby. You're thinking of the the goal line stop game that was last year. Yes. Yeah, that was 2003. Yeah, this year was um peak Peyton Manning. This was uh what uh all the, the kids have forgotten when they say that um the whoever their favorite current quarterback is is the best quarterback ever, the scariest quarterback ever. No, the player. The goat. The can I get that off my chest? Goat. That whole acronym is the most overused thing in not even just sports, but in everything. I feel like it wasn't really a thing before Brady, though. It or, wasn't. Uh, well, maybe Jordan. Yeah, it really wasn't. Maybe Jordan started it, and then I think it came around at like the same time. People started calling Brady the goat, and then they're like, "Well, Jordan's the goat." And then next thing you know, everybody under the sun is the goddamn goat. It's true, yeah. Look at this little goat I have from Chewy. Still, remember this thing, guy, Greg? What? Why do you have that? Because you know me, I like keeping old shit for way too long. What significance did that have, though? That was before. This was the Tom Brady goat that we had in the minivan. <laughs> I would have thought the minivan outdated that. Oh, no. This thing is definitely chewy. Prime so for those that don't know, we used to have a uh, Plymouth Grand Voyager that was originally purple until we rattle canned it uh, four, five, six times uh, into different things. I think the when it died, was it still the uh, the green monster? Fenway? Yeah, we we redid the Green Monster one time. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we did that one twice, I think. Um, Why do we never do a Patriots a, a goat version? You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's too gauche. We could have changed the license plate to goat. <laughs> we could have. We could have done it like the uh, Dumb and Dumber. Did you uh, say that's too one? gauche, Andy? Yeah. 
Jesus Christ. Actually, you know what? You know why? Is because uh, I could only do straight lines with the tape. So I could I could do the boxes for Fenway Park, um, but I couldn't do like I, I wasn't able to freehand the Patriots logo and spray paint. How do we do those silver flames then? Because those things are tits. Those were awful. Badly. They were so bad. <laughs> we just spray paint. We just got spray paint from the store. Yeah. Well, that was when Pimp My Ride was was hot in the streets. That's yeah. true. So you bought the spinning hubcaps uh, that would helicopter off the side of the van if you were on highway speeds. And if you remember the first iteration, we just literally wrote Pimp My Ride yes. in spray paint. And mom was like, you will not be driving a car that says pimp around on it. <laughs> to be so fair, that's yeah, that's kind of legit. Uh, yeah. 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 That, that was a wise decision by her. <laughs> <laughs> but uh speaking of, of pimping pimping rides, this Colts offense was was yes. big pimping in they were the exhibit of the NFL at that point. hundred percent, yeah. Cause uh, if you like a uh, thousand yard receivers, they'll give you not one, not two, but three 1,000-yard receivers in the same season. Can you name them? Yep, Harrison Wayne Stokely. You're reading my notes, aren't you? No, I'm reading my own notes. <laughs> Look who came prepared for the playoffs. Holy shit. Uh-huh. Had, you got it, had, you uh, didn't get it in order, but that's cool enough. They had r- rookie Dallas Clark, too, the tight end? I don't know if he was a rookie, but it was early Dallas Clark, yeah. It's definitely early. Yeah, and he went for, I don't know, yeah, like Paul close 1,000 yards. And then the only real players they had on defense was Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis, who were sack specialists, especially in the dome um, on that that turf. Uh, I think Freeney actually led the league with 16 sacks. Mathis had 10 and a half himself. And then they also had um, rookie Bob Sanders, their first pick of the 2004 draft, which came around two. I don't know what happened in the first round draft. Um. So with this offense, you you know you'd think they would go pretty heavy in the draft, the Colts. So 2004, I'm just going to give you the positions that they drafted: um, safety, tight end, linebacker, linebacker, cornerback, guard, cornerback, quarterback, kicker. Um, all of those players except the kicker actually made the roster, and this uh, this defense was garbage. <laughs> like, there's no names on here that are actually worth. Probably like middle yeah. of the road, though, weren't they? Seventeenth uh, or something in points. It was one of those things. Yeah, it was one of those things where um, the other teams, the powerhouses in the AFC, were like the first and second scoring defenses, and then it was the Colts who just decided we're not doing defense this year, uh, and they just they just won games on on offense alone. But I mean, their offense is historically good. Like we talked about it last year about how hot they were coming into that. Yeah, it's a championship game, but this team was arguably a better offense than yeah. the Colts team last this year. This was and a record. This was a historic offense. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, this was the year that Peyton Manning broke Marino's touchdown record where they threw 49 touchdowns in a season. Um, and was and Manning was named MVP, of course. Uh, and they actually, the Colts themselves threw 51 total touchdown passes because Jim Sorgi played he didn't actually start the last game of the season but he played you know most of it with the starters and threw a couple touchdown passes um and actually the the colts were you know again one of the hottest teams in the league the pages haven't lost since week eight to the steelers still um 
No, that's not right. They lost. Uh, they the lost that, that courage wore random orange. game to Miami. Yeah, the night courage wore orange. Dude. That's right. <laughs> exactly right. Um, Colts also nine and one in their last ten games. The only game they lost was they played Denver last week of the season in Denver, and then I think Denver like had to win to get in the playoffs. And if Denver won, they would play the Colts in Indianapolis. So the Colts just like trot out their second team and, and lost. Yep. Shut but then the they smoked the Broncos the next week at home. Like they scored five touchdowns in the first half. Yeah, it was 49-24, 35-1 at halftime. Yeah. Manning threw for, he was 27-33 for 457 and four touchdowns, which was the second highest passing total in a playoff game up to that point. Yeah. Yeah, Reggie Wayne had uh, 10 catches, 221 yards, and two touchdowns in that game. Because they were picking on... I actually found... For some reason, there's no video of that game. Like, I even found the uh, the primetime, like, uh, like post-game highlights clip of, like, all the games. And for some reason, that game had been cut out. So I don't know why, but I, you know, I have nerd connections, as I do. Um, and I found the extended highlights. And uh, it was basically... Do you remember Rock Alexander? No, no. I only remember him for the name. He was a defensive back on the the Broncos, and he had a bad day covering Reggie Wayne. So he just got torched the I entire I don't think game. you needed to watch the highlights to to gather that, Andy. <laughs> Ten no, but it was, literally, it was literally just Peyton Manning <laughs> picking on this one defensive back for five touch, four touchdowns and 400 yards. Ridiculous. <laughs> what was, well, which, and then the Patriots don't have Ty Law or Tyrone Poole. Yeah, right. the, the Patriots are starting... Uh, you know, Brandon Stokely, a thousand yard receiver in the slot, is going up against Troy Brown as the defensive back. Yeah, it's crazy. What was the what was the line on this game? Who was favored? Patriots by one. By so one. technically the Colts, because you get three points yeah. at home. Yeah. Um wait, what I, what I'm gonna do Vegas general spot Patriots by four, you mean? We're playing by home. No, it's Patriots by one. Yeah, so Patriots by four. Well, if it's on a neutral field, it'd be Colts by two. Right, exactly. So here, I'm going to play the intro to this, though. Because it was pretty legit. Intro to the game right now? Yeah, yeah, to the game. How long is it? (laughs) A minute. They are the talk of the National Football League, and everyone is asking the same question. Three words. Defense. 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 Bill Belichick's Patriots had the answer a year ago, stifling Peyton Manning and Indianapolis's attempt to go to the Super Bowl. This season, they met again with the same result. Willie McGinnis, he's back. The kick is up. The kick is no good. A win today would advance the Patriots' place in history and add to the talk of their modern-day dynasty. They haven't lost at home in over two years, and the same question applies. Discipline. Perseverance. Commitment. Teamwork. Here we go. The Colts are on a roll and focused on finally winning in Foxborough. New England. Indianapolis, two teams with the same question. Which team will have the answer today?
It's game time, baby. How hard are your nipples, Andy? Oh, yeah. I guess we need to fucking stop the podcast. Yeah, if I can't be on it, no one can be on it. This is my thing. I'm going to stop the recording. Satan Manning over here. (laughs) (laughs) That's... I, you're right. How the like, fuck? How did we not think up? of that? Yeah. yeah. Man, that's pretty clever. It's perfect. Yeah, it's fantastic. Even though he's kind of a lovable guy at this point, but well, that's how Satan gets you. You know, that's how Satan you know gets you to drop your guard. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us Good more point. about that, Steve. You know, I would see his <laughs> horns. Sometimes he looks a little friendly, but then he gets in there and he's a real piece of shit, and he makes his wife buy his HGH. Is that why sins feel so good? Yes. Okay. Exactly. Kind of sins, Greg. Since you were doing on your little hiatus there, Andy. I don't know what the hell happened there. You've been covetous, Sandy? Been a day. Yes. Covetous of not being on the podcast. I believe it. We'll let you back <laughs> in, I guess. Speaking of covetous, uh, Patriots haven't lost at home in two years. Did you hear that part? I did. You did you hear that part? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, but uh, I think uh, if we're if we're talking covetous, we should talk about the Boston Globe, um, because we have we actually have a new intern who will join us at some point. Um, our buddy Tim, who is helping out, and so we cut up some of the Boston Globe articles, and uh, my favorite are the staff picks, because all of them have scores in the thirties. Uh, except for Ron Borges, where he only gave the Colts uh, 28 points to beating the Patriots. Um, and uh, Bob Ryan was probably the the your typical Bob Ryan, Boston sports media negativity. But Colts 31, Patriots 28, a game I've been dreading for two months. Oh, it doesn't sound that negative. Bob it's a three-point game. Yourself. Bob Ryan, what a How can you get mad about that, Andy? You... <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> you want to see it? Is that a real question? Right? Every day you rhetorical with how like, cynical you can actually be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, about this Dan Shaughnessy. Patriots 35, Colts 34. Patriots get break when Vanderjack misses extra point as Walt Coleman erroneously rules wide right. I like that. Way, way to take that seriously, Dan Shaughnessy. Like we I mean, take this seriously. <laughs> I get why they're picking high scores though. I mean I think it was supposed to the they're saying the weather is supposed to miss. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to come till later. Yeah, which would have made a lot more sense. But I mean, even having said that though, the Colts just came out like running the ball, which kind of made sense because they they had a lot of success in week one with running the ball against the Patriots. They ran for like almost 200 yards, I think. Is that right? Um, and like their scoring drives were mostly like run based, but still like they just came out trying to run the ball and it wasn't working early and they didn't really get away from it very quickly. They uh, like, they went three and out the first few drives and then back to it. Uh, like they're the only real drive they had was, uh, when they they scored their only points in the game, field goal right before half, they got the ball back with a minute fifty two left, eleven plays, minute fifty two, and and kicked a field goal. They're gun shy. Hmm? They're gun shy. They they don't know what to do. They're zero six in New England with yeah. Manning, so they're like, we got to try something different because what we've been doing does not work. Yeah, got in their own Which heads. Because, I mean, 
when we Chris talked Berman to Kevin Falk the other week. day, he, he was saying the other, he was saying the same thing. Like we asked him about Miami. He's like, we just get in our own heads. That's all it is. That's the reason we lose Miami all the time because we just get in our own heads. That being said, taking the ball out of the MVP who just set the touchdown record is a bold strategy. It is. But I guess Edring James is pretty good too, though. You know, you can argue that. He was a thousand yard rusher. But Manning was 27 of 42, 238, no touchdowns, one interception. Sacked once for 18 yards. But I mean, 42 attempts. How many attempts did he have the week before, Craig? 33. 33. <laughs> so he had less attempts technically the week before and at 458 yards. And this one he had, four, had 42 attempts. A lot of those were like at the end of the game, they're just like trying to chuck it around. But it was too late at that point. I mean, you build your team to play on turf. You can't really, uh, you can't really bitch and moan when you, when you lose on grass. That's true. And there was yeah. some, uh, there was some controversy about that too, about how the, uh, the Patriots were letting the field get sloppy, like they didn't cover it or something in time. Um, let's see, it's, I think that was in the Globe too. It was, uh, yeah, basically the, the field was was uh, because of the weather. Like, oh yeah, they they let it, uh, they didn't cover it overnight, and so it was supposed to be bad. Um, but it turns off, turns out that uh, that wasn't the case. Um, they. Uh, covered it when they were supposed to be covered, and you know, it's all just garbage. But it was, I remember that being brought up after the game by a lot of you know, Colts fans and Colts media and stuff like that about you know, Patriots cheating again and all of that jazz. Which, uh, Greg, thoughts? Um, have you seen the Vic documentary on ESPN? No, dude, first of all, you should watch it. Vic, okay. Michael Vic is the fucking man. Like he's he's exactly what you would want a like how like putting someone in jail should work of like yeah he got caught up with his childhood friends he really wasn't like a terrible person they put him in jail and he was like came out a changed man and has been great ever since but hmm. the point being he was talking about when he gets on the turf and he's like boy you put me on that turf ain't nobody stopping me which I think is fair you get like these crazy athletes. That is like a really big factor in games like this. We saw with Freeney on the turf, like how mm-hmm. much faster he looks. You build your team. I mean, greatest show on turf is another good example. Mm-hmm. You have a team that's built around speed and quickness and athleticism. Yeah. I think that is worth like 10 points, you know, per game or just generally per game. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so do you think maybe? The move from natural grass to synthetic turf has increased the speed of the NFL, right? I would say it slows it down. It's more, it's turf is, I think the synthetic stuff is closer to grass than turf. But they've gone away from both, right? There's no more like the old school turf, the greatest show on turf, turf. That shit was right. awesome. Yeah. They and should there's bring no more turf. like sloppy. No, they should. It was literally carpet on, on concrete. Oh, dude. That, that just destroyed gone. people. So it was the yeah. opposite end of the spectrum of the just Sloppy. absolute slop, grass, yeah. mud. And in, in its place is pretty much this shit everywhere. But this game, like the, the field wasn't really that bad because I think it was so cold that it was, it was kind of frozen. So there wasn't a lot of, because I mean, we watched earlier in the season, the uh, the Ravens game, which they referenced in this, 
And that was, remember, there was like mud up to their ankles and stuff. And whoever the commentator was, Randy Cross, whoever was like, they had the, the measuring stick in the in the mud to show how deep it was. And like, yeah, that was a slop fest. Oh, yeah. And that was two teams just like heavyweights just slugging it out. But this wasn't that. This like every, there was no like lost footing. There was no people slipping around. It was just like, it was a little cold and snowing a bit, but it wasn't like outrageous weather. No. In fact, I think uh, it was uh, almost shades of the, for the week one because the pages came out uh, five wide in the first half. Like they did. Remember, they they had all this uh, hullabaloo about getting um, Corey, Dillon, yeah. Corey Dillon, right? And then they, they started the game five wide, no huddle, and he wasn't even on the field for the first like drive, drive and a half. I remember that. So, and it was kind of similar to this. Um, Bray's slinging around. He hit nine different receivers on the day. Um, 18, 27, 144. So you have a big numbers, but he completed when he needed to. And it wasn't like lighten it up. I I think I think the biggest issue in this game was (laughs) this is a running game, right? Let's yeah. This was not a throw the ball around the park game from the Patriots. He had 27 pass attempts, right? To what 38 rushes. But this wasn't like pass attempts that we saw in the snowball or anything where people like slipping around like the balls all all over the place. And you know, it wasn't like it wasn't a hot mess. It was every they were still playing their passing game. They just didn't need it as much because Corey Dillon ran for a hundred something yards and one forty four. Yeah, and Kevin Falk ran for another fifty six. So, I mean, yeah, Dillon had as many rushing yards as Brady had passing yards. I think that kind true. of tells the story, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying it wasn't like longer, it wasn't. Dillon had a longer run than Brady had uh, a longest completion by. Like, That's true. Yeah, seventeen <laughs> yard log versus Corey Dillon had a forty two yard run. Yeah. I think Corey had a couple of them too, didn't he? Peyton Manning had a longest pass of 18 yards. <laughs> Corey Dillon had the biggest play of the day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, th- I think the biggest detriment in the passing game was wide receivers dropping balls. My guess is because their hands were cold. Because, you know, I think I can't remember if it was Dallas Clark or Brandon Stokely out there with no gloves. Maybe the balls were deflated. Maybe they were overinflated. Maybe, yeah, maybe they one? deflated them, they would have won. Well, the Patriots balls are deflated, but the, <laughs> the Colts balls were not. I've heard <laughs> rumors out there that that could be a thing. What? Deflated balls? Andy, what's the ideal gas law? Off the top of your head. Don't look it up. Um, I don't know. I actually <laughs> used to know it, so I'm disappointed <laughs> in myself. Yeah, I figured you would be in a fucking Patriots what is it, hard-on nerd. What is it? equals NRT. Oh, oh, who's the nerd now? Well, I spent like however many dollars going to college for it, so I probably should know that. (laughs) (laughs) Outside of the Patriots, Deflategate. Big dick dummies. Right, exactly. (laughs) Craig's got got that tiny dick energy right now. Yeah, tiny dick energy. (laughs) Dude, that's 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 equals NRT squared. Yeah, I said that's a buddy dirty dad. I'm like a Roman statue over here. Just fucking tiny dick swinging, dude. Just using all my brain power in my head. It doesn't even get past the balls. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, so, I mean, I I guess uh, it didn't feel to me. I don't, know, I don't know how it felt to you guys, but like it didn't feel to me like this was like Corey Dillon running wild. 
Well, Steve didn't watch the game. Let's put that up up front. That's not true. I watched the first half. He's had a very busy week. Cool. And well, let's get something on the air while we're on the fucking, while we're alive here. I got some grievances to air against you, Steve. (laughs) Oh boy. We were supposed to record last night and Steve texted last minute. I'm going to be late. You guys do it alone. And I didn't want to do it alone because I love you so much, Steve. But I had cooked pizzas in the oven and I was shoveling them down my gullet to get ready for seven. I burnt the living hell out of the top of my mouth. Dude, I haven't been able to taste anything for fucking 24 hours. And then you just go, I will push it to tomorrow. (laughs) Every time I think about it, Steve, I'm like, that son of a bitch, Steve Brown. Do you don't so, you mean, don't think this wasn't planned? Do you don't think it was a part of my master plan? You, you think I didn't know that you were having pizza for dinner? Check your wife's phone, Greg. She's the rat. Yeah, well, jokes on you. Even if I didn't have a deadline to meet, I still would have crammed it down my gullet and burned yeah, it top my mouth. So suck on that, Steve. This is how you eat. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even gonna go there because. Uh, Greg, I don't, th- I don't think you're uh, blameless in this at all. Why? That's all. Um, because you're the one that made us change the date, the, the day of the week to do this, because you had soccer on Thursdays when we normally record. Well, I'm sorry, um, I leave my and house then failed to mention that you're not actually time. playing because you're, you're hurt, you're injured. I am injured. Mm-hmm. So I was also cramming food down <laughs> my <knows>. gullet. <laughs> <laughs> you guys eat. I'm just so busy, yeah. I can't even eat, you know? Oh. <laughs> um, speaking too busy, how about that Tony Dungy? Um, he seemed like a busy guy on this day. Um, the, he, he seemed pretty excited that um, for the first time in, I think, the last four games, uh, he won the, the coin toss against the Patriots, so he was able to put his high-octane offense on the field because the last, I think it was the last four games, last three games, the Patriots won the toss and gone down and scored the opening points. Um, so you would think that this was like the perfect start for the Colts to get the ball first. That you had a decent kick return too. Um, start at like the 35, almost 40. And then three and out immediately running the ball. That's mm-hmm. garbage. Can't do that. Let's, let's, let's read out uh, Edge's stat line for the game. Give it to me. Uh, uh... He has like 14 carries, 39 yards. <laughs> a long of seven. A long of seven. Did we say the score? Did we already mention the score? We have not mentioned the score. The final the score is Patriots 20, Colts 3. Yeah. So not great from the offensive standpoint for the Colts. Generally, yeah. Uh, let's see. But we didn't completely shut them down. It was kind of like odds and ends and how they got stopped. I mean, they had 230 passing yards. Didn't run the ball well, but... They had a bunch of drops. There's only one interception. Should have been two, though. But there's only one, right? There's three turnovers, I guess. You, that you can... Manning hit Eugene Wilson between the two and the nine in the end zone on their field goal, on the only points they scored in the field goal. Yeah. The play before. Should have been a shutout. I Should have been a shutout. That. Uh, um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, holding this team to three points. It, you know what it is? It's time of possession. That To me, that's the takeaway from this entire game is complete domination in time of possession. Well, this is where you get the nickname clock killing Corey Dillon, right? 
that was a nickname. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. like it. I didn't make that up. I, I ain't that clever. I didn't know that either. Really? You've never heard Clock Killing Corey Dillon? No. Man, I thought I was doing a podcast with Pats fans. What the fuck happened? But yeah, no, I think it, it basically came from this game where, because like Greg says, the Patriots had almost 38 minutes of possession of the, the Colts 22, which is and they had 21 plus minutes in the second half. Yeah. Cool. It was 6-3 well, Their, their second half was, you got super quiet all of a sudden, Greg. But their second half drives were, let's see, um, third quarter, they got the ball with 9.46 left, 15 plays, 8 minutes, 16 seconds, 87 yards, ended in a touchdown. The next drive, they got the ball in the fourth quarter, uh, just started 14 minutes, 34 seconds left in the fourth quarter. 14 plays, started on their own six. 14 plays, seven and a half minutes, 94 yards, another touchdown. That's basically a quarter right there in two That's drives. That's game right there, right? You just ground out between yourselves, one quarter, two touchdowns. Well, and they had a 16-play, 78-yard drive in the first half, too. That ended in a field goal. That ending in a field goal is bullshit. Yeah, well. So their season average is less than six plays, 25 yards uh, drive and two and a half minutes. So you get drives of 16, 15, and 14, eight over eight minutes twice and over seven minutes another time. That's it's pretty dominant. Guess the Colts' longest drive. Oh, I actually wrote this down. This is funny because <laughs> it's, it's funny in both terms of plays and time. <laughs> All right, give it to me. If for plays, it's 12 plays, 59 yards, two and a half minutes, and it ended an interception. And for time, it's eight plays, 30 yards, four and a half minutes, and it ends in a fumble. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, Yeah, and their one scoring drive was 11 plays, minute 52, 67 yards, and a field goal. It's garbage time, right? It's fucking end of the game. Well, that was the end of the half, yeah. So... Yeah, definitely, definitely a rough one. Um, but also, I don't know if you guys caught this, but um, they were talking about Rodney Harrison. And obviously, you know, in typical Rodney fashion, he was irritated to hear all the talk about the Colts offense. So he obviously had a chip on his shoulder, which, you know, Shocker. par for the course. Um, but he was also saying that even with like missing Tylon, everybody, he was more confident in the defense this year compared to last year's playoffs against the Colts um, because he said they had found some new wrinkles this time. And also they mentioned something about how he was saying that they found some tells on Manning's play action, which they felt like they could use to their advantage, which I think probably worked because I don't remember any play action play working, but I was kind of shocked that like there was no more talk about that because I feel like finding a tell on Peyton Manning is especially in a year that he threw 49 touchdowns is kind of a big deal. No. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Harrison kind of talks out of his ass sometimes. (laughs) That's that's feeling more confident this year than last year. Like, uh, I don't know about that. dude. Just in their approach. Well, they held him to three points, which is better than they did last year. Right. Uh, I felt like this was a more dominant defensive play. You think? Yeah. I don't know. I felt like they were hanging on at the end of the last year's game. Yeah, because the offense was horrendous, if you remember. 
Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Remember sure. Brady had that chance, like kill the game and he threw an interception. Oh, that's right. Like, yeah, yeah, there was like Ty Law and Harrison were like pissed on the sidelines. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I do remember. You can argue with the results though. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. But still. Um, I mean, that team is, you lose Ty Law and Richard Seymour. I don't care how good your scheme is. You know. That's true, but you also gain um, Vince Wilfork in the middle, which probably single-handedly helps slow down that rushing game. Oh, yeah. I mean, Vince Wilfork's yeah. not as good as Richard Seymour, though. That's a step down. At, at run defense? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Toss-up? I don't really I'd remember. Pro- I'd, probably give, I'd probably give the slight edge to Wilfork. I mean, also, it's rookie yeah. Wilfork, so maybe not at this point, but yeah. I understand where you're coming from. Um, let's see. What else we got? Yeah. The, um, oh, did did you catch that Peyton Manning had the fourth longest run against the Patriots defense this year? What, it's a nineteen yard game? scramble in week one. No, <laughs> that was the fourth longest run against the Patriots defense, which uh, I wouldn't mind seeing again come back because I feel like the Patriots run defense as of late has been suspect. Would you agree? Yeah, that's where it all starts too, right? If you stop the run, then. Everything else you can kind of scheme around. But you should you be a coach. Run, you're cooked. I mean, less so nowadays because nobody's a run first team, are they? Like they were back in the early 2000s. Dude, I want to see Mac Jones run. He had the same 40 time as Patrick Mahomes. Really? I, yeah. I don't believe that. Yeah, Steve, stat check today. that. Stat check it, Steve. Stat I'm check not, it, Steve. I'm not the stat check guy. I am not. You either. are now. You no, just got off of work. You're still damn. in work mode. Stat check it. Damn. Absolutely not. <laughs> Steve. Useless. Why would the internet lie to me? I saw I unless I'm an idiot and I read it incorrectly. <laughs> Craig, have you never been on the internet before? Yeah, but why would you lie about something stupid like that? You know? Have you never been on the internet before? <laughs> <laughs> have you not been following the uh the account of I believe it's Ballsack Sports on Twitter? Who just post um, made up quotes oh, yeah. about basketball players, and they they got covered by ESPN? As if is it correct? Yeah, I mean yeah. that's ESPN for you though, right? So we we like to hold ourselves to a higher standard, Greg. So if you would fact check that for us, I don't want to be. He's faster. He's faster. Yeah. What? Mahomes. Mahomes ran four eight. Mac Jones ran a four six seven. <laughs> Mac Jones ran a four like six seven, faster, yeah. but it says, "Dude, unofficial." I think that's just from his pro day. Oh, wait, right, four so, six I mean, eight, yeah, four seven two and a four six eight. Brady was a five two eight. <laughs> Brady was slower than Wilfork. Remember? I need video of this fucking forty. <laughs> oh god! So what was Josh Allen's forty yard dash? Four seven six. Mac so Jones, Josh or- Allen. Mac Jones have basically the same 40 yard dash. Yeah, he uh, I don't know. Watch a video that's like 30 seconds and you get a 30 second ad to watch it. It's like, <laughs> God damn it, dude. Oh, yeah, Greg. Tell me how much you hate advertising. I can't wait for like, they, commentators. They're going to put advertisements <laughs> to like turn my car on, you know, all those like subscription things. They're going to be oh, like, yeah. well, we could fucking give it to you for free if you just accept these ads shoved up your ass. <laughs> Ooh, ad suppositories coming next. Mm. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll admit it. I just watched it. It didn't look very athletic, but it was it, it, 
it was effective though. Yeah, it's clearly fast, but uh, he kind of runs like with the chicken wing arms. <laughs> and like, so he's awkwardly efficient. Awkwardly, hmm. I don't know what, what am I looking for. Can't argue with the results. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's 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 how I play sports. Awkward oh, as fuck, but oh, it, yeah, it works in the this, end. Saw the profile view. It looked pretty good. Oh, all right. Guy looks good in shorts, you know? I do. Mac Jones. Let's get him out on the run. All right. Let's do it. Roll him out. Put him on the move. I think, yeah, this is a hot take, but I think the offense is going to be better without McDaniels. I don't think that's much of a hot take. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. McDaniels is like taking this team to the Super Bowl a bunch of times. Was it him or was it Brady? How did he I do think, without Brady? Dude, so many times I've been frustrated by McDaniels. Yeah, same. Third and long draw plays. Yeah, dude. Although having said that, they ran that in this game. Kevin Falk picked up the first down. No big deal. And like a th- like a third and eight or something ridiculous. That was gonna be one of my best. Um, but speaking of of people who shouldn't be running it, I would uh, put Dominic Rhodes in that category. He had one carry. Actually, technically it was a screen pass. One catch. Um, negative two yards. And uh, he basically gave the ball to Teddy Bruschi, which I think is the play no, that you remember. That's unfair. <laughs> he did not give the ball to Teddy Bruschi. Teddy Bruschi took the ball from him. Mm, he didn't stop Teddy Bruschi from taking it. I don't think he had a choice. Teddy Bruschi is taking that fucking ball. <laughs> I mean, Teddy Bruschi asked nicely first. No. You don't think? Mm-mm. Okay. He was rude. Came out of nowhere. He's like, give me that. I suppose he did. Man, that is, that's uncouth, I would say. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's the the defining play. Like you remember the 2003 Colts game, playoff game with Ty Law's interceptions, right? Yeah. Um, at least one of them. And I think this, the, the defining play of this game is Teddy Bruschi ripping the ball out of Dominic Rhodes' hands. Which I believe Greg wasn't that their their longest drive in in some fashion that ended in a fumble. Yeah, the longest amount of time they held the ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For a whole four minutes and forty seven seconds before they fumbled it. But that, it was they were like in New England territory, I think. Uh, yeah, they're on the Patriots thirty nine yard line. Yeah, so they were driving to score and they just uh, couldn't do it. And then also there was another fumble that he recovered. Uh, Bruski had himself a game in this, I thought. Um, kind of quietly, because he didn't do much outside of the two fumble recoveries. And one was, I think it was Rodney Harrison stripped Marvin Harrison. Um, they they tried a screen pass, which in the wildcard game worked for like a 40-yard touchdown. Like one of those wide receiver screens that Harrison took to the house. Tried it again. He, he got picked up like 10, 15 yards, but then um, met the other Harrison and popped the ball out. Bruski just fell on it. Um, but I don't know if you also noticed, he, Bruski also opened the second half with a nice kick return to the 45 when the Colts were kicking in the wind. So that was pretty dope. So MVP of this game, Teddy Bruski. Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon. Boys just don't think outside the box ever, do you? Clock killing Corey Dillon. <laughs> look at you, you learn a new nickname. Yeah, if you get a nickname in a game, you got to be MVP. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Certainly it wasn't the MVP. No, that was that was Manning. And this was also, uh, I realized towards the end of the game, 
that this was uh, the Peyton Manning, a commercial Peyton Manning, uh, because there was a cut that meat sign. And I believe it was also a chant. Oh, is that <sighs> old? Yeah. That, that, wow, that, I thought that was way later in his career. No, no, no. Accor- I mean, according, I think it was in the Boston Globe articles. There was something about uh, the cut that meat chant, which I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pick up in the when I was listening to the game, but um, I definitely saw a sign that said cut that meat. There was also a couple other signs. Um, one that was MVP, but it stood for make vacation plans, which was pretty clever. That is nice. That's not bad. Um, there was also, <laughs> Greg, I think you might like this one, uh, Vander Shank. Open foot, open mouth, insert foot. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> well, what was your name for him before we started? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're all shy. Right. Now he decides to censor himself three years into the podcast. Mom earmuffs. <laughs> Mike Vander jerked me off. <laughs> Very naughty. I'm a naughty boy. Oh, Gregory. Can't take you anywhere. You just... Yeah. Tommy Longcock. That's right, yeah. James Mungro. There's another good name. <laughs> the no second. Clue. No no less. The second? James Mungro, the second. So he's not a junior. He's a second. Yeah, we looked this up. Yeah, with um, Gardner Minshew, because he's a second. Yeah. I don't it's, remember what it's it was. Whether it's... Juniors, if it's your father's name, second right. is if it's your grandfather. That's right. Yeah. But your father isn't that same name. It's Correct. Different. Yeah. Right. Okay. You want to take a, are we done with the game? We're going to take a around the league wrap up. I got a lot of notes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think, Steve, do you have any other notes on the game you didn't watch? I got some best and worst, but nothing. All right. We can go to the recap. All right, great. Give me, give me some around the league. What was going All on right. in 2004, January, 2000, uh, January, 2005, technically. Yeah, so I mean, this is obviously divisional. Pats had a buy, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the the one notable wild card game that I that I found was the Vikings Packers. Randy Moss mooning. Yes, it was. Field, oh, was this year. I love that. Which turned out to be one of I think it was Moss's last touchdown as a Viking, if I remember correctly. Oh damn! Yeah. yeah. Also, who in was that the, game, you guys like the announcer of that game? That was Joe just Buck. Disgusted. Joe Buck. Yes, oh, yeah. he was disgusted by it. Yeah, yeah. Joe Buck said um, it was a disgusting act, which has gone That's down right. in infamy. Actually, and I looked up a bunch of like articles around that time, and it was actually Joe Buck that was getting the majority of the hate rather than Randy Moss. Like, yeah. I thought there'd be like Randy, people pissed at Randy, but no one really was. I bet that if Twitter was around at that point, they would have been. But you know, you're yeah. right. I think because. The, the whole thing was that um, in Green Bay, the fans would moon the player, yeah. the opposing players as they came and went. So Which this was awesome him kind of like, himself. yeah, he was kind of giving it back to him. What a sweet football. Well, his quote after the game was, he was just having a little fun with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most Randy Moss shit ever. <laughs> and Greg, you are correct. Uh, this is his last season in Minnesota. He would, yeah. he would get traded to Oakland in 2005. So I think it's his last touchdown as a as a Viking. I mean, lose the next week. That's the way to go uh, out, isn't it, dude? So, but there was an overreaction of people hating on Buck, the Vikings owner. So Buck had the the Vikings game in the divisional round, hmm. and he wanted them to remove Buck for 
quote, a prejudice that surpassed objective reporting. Like, dear Jesus. Get fucked, dude. Like, I just had a gut reaction watching this fucking play, and you're over here. Fucking prejudice surpassing objective reporting. Like, dude, are you kidding me? That's a dude who's never listened to Boston Sports Talk. Right. Yeah. That, that's yeah. a Bill Poley move right there. That's what that is. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw an interview with Joe Buck too. He seems pretty like self-aware of it. He's like, listen, I called it, you know, it was one of those things that happens in the moment. I didn't know the context, yeah. yada, yada. Yeah. I heard um, too. But you know how Moss does the come on man segment. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently there was a play uh, recently where someone was tackling Joe Burrow and they like tackle him by the pants and it like pulled <laughs> his pants down. And Randy Moss was like, that's a disgusting act. <laughs> <laughs> amazing so that also shows like buck said that like randy moss has been super chill about it like never got mad once like next time he saw him, he, like gapped him up he's like oh, i don't care it's randy moss that's how he is yeah, yeah. So, he's, yeah i think he's one of the more uh most misunderstood players in the league randy moss i think now people kind of come around on him i think at the time probably oh for yeah. sure but now he's like on sunny night countdown people kind of get it not anymore i don't think but yes but I don't think his contract was renewed this year. Oh, he's off. Yeah. All right, bet. Let's get him on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that was the only that was the only wild card game that I thought had any note. So yeah. the um, other than the Colts one. Yeah. Oh, one other note from that game that you guys would probably like: uh, Favre threw four interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking, dude! He had this one fucking touchdown. He's like. It's like they're at like the 10 yard line. He's like rolling out and he's like running out of space to throw it. And he yeah. literally does this no look like underhand shovel pass across his body that like just lands in this dude's lap. It was the most ridiculous, <laughs> awesome play from Favre, but he had already crossed the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So they called <laughs> by like three or four yards, not like yeah, he stepped he's over. He's grinning, dude. He is, he's the fucking yeah. man. <laughs> he's a fucking tool. And they, he almost brought him back, even after throwing four picks. But <laughs> of course, I mean, that's such four interceptions is just too tough to overcome. So I, I think that's one of the. Uh, Did you see one, it, Andy? one of the the um, the records that will never be broken is Brett Favre's interception record. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. No yeah. one will ever break that. Yeah. Overall turnover record because he had a fuck ton of fumbles. That happens. You're just a gunslinger, you know. Dude, he's just out there fucking shoot from the hip. <laughs> as you do yeah um so then the the eagles would get a bye right they played the vikings in the next round eagles win um the only thing i had note there was fred x freddie mitchell's mm. got two touchdowns uh, and when he caught his first one he did the pulling the pants up yeah. <laughs> celebration which <laughs> fair play that's fucking funny not too bad not too bad <laughs> yeah pretty funny um, so yeah, 27, 14 Eagles won at home. And I think, um, speaking of the Eagles, I believe when we were talking about the, uh, Steelers and how, they, how much of a wagon they were, uh, they beat the only two undefeated teams in the league back to back weeks. It was the Patriots and the Eagles, mm-hmm. the only two remaining undefeated teams and the Steelers just stomped them both. Yeah. Eagles going into their fourth straight NFC title game. Yeah, based on that win, so the uh, the Buffalo Bill good for style thing because they hadn't yep. won one yet. They had lost nope. all three. Yep, and they will be playing the Michael Vick 
Atlanta Falcons. Oh, damn. This is also, I believe, Vic's last year till the incident. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what incident <laughs> was that, Greg? <laughs> 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 uh, it actually was not. Um, no? He played 2005, 2006, and then according to Pro Football, Maybe Rams, 2007, 2008, mid-season yeah. violation of league personal conduct policy. It wasn't which his is fault. The nicest way you can put that. Fuck me. Roger Goodell. Dogs, like that. Dude. Who did Rod- they what? who did they beat? They beat the Rams to the end of the greatest show on turf, the Bulger. The Bulger Rams, yeah. Yeah. So they just fucking they stomped them. Went crazy running on them. Yeah, yeah. It was these are the first half records that they sent in that game. They had 239 rushing yards. Oh. Just in the first half. Oh. Dunn, uh, Wark Dunn had 126 rushing yards in the first half. <laughs> um, they finished with 327. Vic had 119. Yep. <laughs> um, and then Vic set the the record for the longest playoff run by a Falcon with 47 in the first half, and then Dunn broke that record in the second half 62. with a 62 yarder. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, 47 17 without barely even throwing the ball, and they they. Kick the shit out of them. I think they had like a seventy passing yards down too. Yeah, they have seventy passing yards and one. Oh my god, forty-seven seventeen. It might be worth looking at the highlights just to remember how awesome Vic was too. Because yeah, he is still. I think I think he's more athletic than Lamar Jackson. Michael Vick was the best video game character of all time in Madden two thousand four. Like you weren't allowed to play him if you were playing. A friend or somebody like you couldn't you couldn't pick the Falcons because it was cheating because he was so overpowered. He was pretty sweet. Yeah, in an absolute cannon of an arm too. Oh yeah, he would just flick the ball. Uh huh. Which I, I think yeah, Lamar Jackson kind of similar. He doesn't yeah, really put so much effort play. into I, it. I think Vic is a little better. Like I, I think running the ball. Lamar Jackson is a better thrower of the football. Maybe. I think. You gotta you gotta think about era too, right? Yeah. Vic's playing against 2004 guys who are wearing gigantic shoulder pads. Lamar's doing it against super athletic sideline to sideline linebackers. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe we'll get into that thing at some point and go down the whole Vic rabbit hole because it's definitely an interesting story. Like how he grew up and how that all all that stuff ended up going down was yeah. There's some weird shit about him getting like. In trouble too. That was super shady about like he didn't actually do very much wrong. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but he was um, the name, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so it's gonna be Falcons, Eagles in the NFC championship, the AFC championship. Steve, you're gonna love this. The fucking Steelers Jets. The Steelers win 20 to 17 in overtime. Yes. The Jets had the the ball with two minutes left, kicking a field goal. Uh, doinked it from 47 <laughs> yards. Big Ben throws a pick on the very next drive. They get in uh, range again and then pushed one uh, wide left from 43 yards. So they missed two game-winning field goals in the last two minutes and then promptly lost immediately in overtime. I love you, <laughs> right? I do love that. Yeah. 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 So Steelers-Patriots, two best teams in the uh, AFC meeting in Pittsburgh, right? Oh yeah, they that is correct. Yeah, you got one, one loss in the year. Rookie Big Ben. Yeah, and the Steelers 
have 15 consecutive wins coming in this game. Their last home loss was in 2003, which is fucking forever ago because we're in 2000, January 2005 at this point. Um, they are first in the NFL in total defense with the fewest points allowed, and they are second in the NFL in rush offense, which is even with Ben Roethlisberger, he is not the the main attraction, the, the main Troy driver Palomalo, of this. Baby. I can't wait to watch Troy Palomalo. <laughs> He's one of the forgotten awesome players. Yeah. Like generation defining players that people don't talk about enough. You don't think I mean, he's forgotten? I don't think so. I see highlights of him all the time. Do you? I felt oh, yeah. like him and Bob Sanders uh, people, are very similar. Yeah, Bob Sanders, people don't talk about either. Well, Bob Everyone's Sanders like Ed Reed, you know, fucking Sean Taylor. What about my boy Troy? Troy Brown? No. Yes. Troy right, let's get, speaking of Troy Brown, let's get the best and worst. Yeah. Steve, you want to go first? Yeah, a lot of Troy Brown bests. Should I just go right into those? Yeah, let's do it right into those. Just go right into them, Steve. Just do well, it feels right. Yeah, I just like, I don't know what's going on with the pro football reference page. It doesn't have all of the defensive stats for the Patriots. Oh, yeah. You're right. Players. It only has Indianapolis, right? Yeah, it has all the India. It's only a three. Oh, so I got three players. What the hell is going on here? I don't know. Troy, Troy played a fucking great game. Dude, this, is the, this is the first him. time I've ever seen pro football reference be missing something. Yeah, same. We use this shit religiously. Wow. But Troy played a great game because Peyton was picking on him, as he should, right? The Patriots secondary is absolute bunch of scrubs and a wide receiver playing cornerback. And he's got Brandon Stokely, 1,000 yards. He was a great slot receiver. Might be the best in the NFL against Troy Brown. And he was definitely getting beat a little bit, but then Troy fucking battled back, had some sick third down stops, had a ball or punt return. Yeah, that was sweet. Yep. When he had like he he knocked that pass down, then returned the kick. Yep. yep. And then he was out there on offense in the next play. It's like, God damn, dude. <laughs> yeah. How old is this dude? <laughs> yeah. This is like peak Troy Brown just playing all phases of the game. It was sick. It's like not peak Troy Brown, but it is in some ways too. Like, right, not like it's certainly not. Yeah, it's not like his how good he was, but just how versatile he was. Yeah, he's it's like pro, how it's prototypical Troy Brown, peak yeah. prototype Troy Brown. Which I guess you could call peak Troy Brown because like that's it. That's what made him good. Is well, we were talking to Kevin Falk about his ability to like return kicks and how he's like the leading yard. He's like my only job. Well, there was just secure the ball, right? Yeah, not the ball. you get your most important guy out there. So it's Troy Brown. Like, hey Troy, I know you're playing offense and defense but like we really can't afford a fumble on a kick return it's gonna blow this game open so yeah get out there buddy <laughs> yeah that was, that was gonna be my best was like there was literally one long highlight of troy brown break up the pass on third down and then as they're like you know they're talking about it they're watching him and you can see him running back to go get the punt which he does and then he returns the punt and then he just like stands Stays. there on the field and waits for the <laughs> offense to come to and then yeah, he's out there as a what? slot receiver yeah, like damn, dude just doesn't take a break. Mm-hmm. Love to know how many in the plays NFL he actually too. played. Yeah, it's yeah, not Pop the, Warner. Yeah. This is fucking NFL division yeah. playoff game. Yeah, and this isn't like the 1930s where you're playing against you know like mechanics and stuff. And this is your your side job where guys can play both sides. But like this is, this is it's got to be it, it it's got to be kind of obnoxious to be like uh like a practice squad cornerback. 
and Troy Brown like picks it up in the middle of the season and is like better than you. And you're like, <laughs> damn it, dude. I've spent my entire life dedicating myself to this craft and this fucking asshole just picks it up halfway through. I would agree with you if the Patriots actually had any practice squad cornerbacks left. I think they were starting them all. I guess where Randall well, gets me in from. general, right? Yeah. So you're, yeah, like, I know. you know, yeah. down in culture. Or you're a street free agent. Like, dude, it's, yeah. I can do that. Just give yeah. me the, give me a spot. And then you watch and you're probably like, God, no, nah, he is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's second on the team in receptions. He kind of knows what he's yeah. doing. He's a slot he, receiver. He, knows he also plays play the slot. first six plays of the game, including a three and out by the Colts, the kick return, the first two Patriots games. <laughs> the first two yeah, offensive snaps. He's just like, all right, try just get out there. Yeah, I think he'll like, like, on this game, he has T Brown on his jersey, though. Uh, did he? Yeah. Interesting. Is there another Brown? I I don't. I like can never remember Troy Brown ever having T Brown on his jersey. I'm trying to think if there's another Brown on defense, maybe that we missed, but they're not sure. But like, why would it be just this playoff game? They must have signed somebody for just the playoff. It seems crazy because he hasn't had it all year. Maybe they're like special jerseys because it's the playoffs. And they have like patches. I don't know. So they gave. Either way, now I want a T Brown jersey. Goddamn right. She yeah. had T Brown, baby. Yeah, 2004, T. Brown. Uh, get the Super Bowl <laughs> patch on it or something. Did you know, here's a fun fact, Troy Brown for one year was number 86. When? Yeah, he was not always number 80. No way. What, like when he first started or what? Yeah, it was like it was like his second year in, gotcha. in the NFL. So, who knew? I was a little upset when they were bitching about his... They said, oh, he fair caught it. He didn't. That's such bullshit. Oh yeah, he kind of like punt return. He never got above his head. You got to get above your head, and he's like, he like, he started. He was like, close. Oh, I'm gonna get it. He didn't even get above his shoulder. Yeah, it's fucking Tony Dungy. Although, yeah. I I want to give you this is kind of my best and worst. Um, so it's all in one. Get it? It's topical. Tony Dungy. Uh, we've talked a lot about the pages doing the direct strap snap to Kevin Falk and how they like mastered that play. We talked, you know, with Kevin Falk about it. Um. But the the Colts tried to do it in this game, and they got called for a false start because Manning lined up under center and then moved away. And because he lined up under center, uh, you're not allowed to basically go in motion from under center for I don't know, it's some arcane rule that whoever the commentator was like knew immediately, which shocked me because it's fucking football commentators. Still. Yeah, oh, it yes. was I have true. some other kudos for the commentators too. Andy, <laughs> you want you want me to share those with you? Uh, yeah, because I have one too. Believe it or not, so <laughs> you go first. <laughs> wow, give me. A- uh, Phil was pointing out Patrick Pass's great block on the punt return by that's Troy. Oh. And uh, you know that's great. I didn't even see it the first time. I went back and watched it. And I was like, wow, that's that's a great, great. And then they're like talking about how good the field is, and then immediately Corey Dillon rips off that big run. They also had yeah. that highlight package of um, how great of a blocker uh, Daniel Graham was. And they're showing like all the like the complicated blocks that he was having to do. Like he had to go pick up the the weak side middle linebacker on one play so that um, Kevin Falk could make the cutback on the draw play and like shit like that. And then I found it interesting where Phil was like outraged about a hit. And I think it was the first time I've seen a commentator be like, "Oh my god, look oh. at that hit! What a..." And it's like those ones that were previously celebrated is on Brandon Stokely from, I think, Eugene Wilson, you know? Uh, Samuels, yeah. Yeah, Samuels. Samuel. Oh, that's my best. <laughs> was that hit? 
Yeah, fucking decapitated him. It was sick. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, Phil disagreed with you. Well, you can get fucked, dude. It's a man's sport. Maybe should Phil go play like fucking golf or tennis or something. <laughs> He's doing his best Eugene Wilson impersonation. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Samuel had some some comments uh, after the game about that hit. Okay. Um, let's see. Quote, I was hoping the flags wouldn't come out, said Samuel, who knew how his hit might have been interpreted by the officials in yesterday's 20-3 playoff win over the Colts. Hopefully I won't get a FedEx letter on Wednesday uh, notifying him of a league-imposed fine. I mean, I think I got a lot of shoulder on him. I didn't lead with my helmet. Mm-hmm. Odds, odds on the fact that he had a FedEx letter in his locker the next day? I'm a goal. Uh, did he? Did he seen probably pretty high. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if he did or not, but I have to imagine he did because that I was like textbook helmet to helmet. It was brutal. And then, oh, really smart timeout by Belichick. You know, mm. and saved a, a guy being wide open. Oh, oh yeah, it's going to be boring a bit. Smartly called a timeout to save a wide open. You know, he saw the confusion on defense and what a heads yep. up coaching play to genius. To Maybe he time out there. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then my negative, probably my actually one more fun fact, two fun mm-hmm. facts. There was a week three buy for us. Which yes. Seems crazy. Super in this day and age, right? Right. At this point, they've been playing football for like three, four months straight. Yeah, and the Patriots went from twenty seventh in rushing to seventh, just by adding Corey Dillon. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it took. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's not a bad, uh, not a bad stat. I'll give you some more fun stats if you want. Yeah, hit, quick. Hit, him with, hit me with them. Um, this is where they showed it with uh, a minute 23 left in the first half. The last first half shutout of the Indianapolis Colts, 2003, in the AFC Championship game at New England. <laughs> they would eventually kick a field goal here, so they, they would just escape. But um, also, another Peyton Manning stat for you. Um, in 2004 regular season, Peyton Manning had 68 20 plus yard completions. 68. The week before in, against Denver, he had 11. Cool. In this game, he, he didn't even break like 18 yards. Correct. 18 yards. Didn't get 18, yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. And also the Colts postseason turnovers, last one here. Um, in 2003, last two years, uh, the postseason turnovers Colts have had versus any other team in three games, they had two. Versus the Patriots in two games, eight turnovers. They just cannot solve the genius that is Bill Belichick's defense. Would you agree, Greg? No, I think it's snow. <laughs> and Ty Law. <laughs> there is no Ty Law in this game. Well, Sante Samuel played pretty well, I thought. How do you They're know? Not you all told. Well, I mean, he knocked some dude's head off. <laughs> That's all that Eugene Wilson played well, too. He, who didn't play well is my biggest negative is the fucking punter dude josh miller who gives a shit <laughs> he touched backs his first two punts and then yeah. punting from the 43 gets only 29 yards dude two minutes left the fucking punter steve <laughs> greg you know who cares belichick cares about that's the punter. exactly right yeah that's why he's never gonna win in this league <laughs> <laughs> oh good lord uh, Greg, you got any best and worst for us? Um, 
My worst has probably got to be the feeling of like Colts fans after this game of you have, you're like, oh, fuck, do we have Dan Marino? You know, like, well, he just broke Dan Marino's touchdown record. He's putting up these like, this was the fifth, at the time, the fifth ranked offense in NFL history. And he goes in and puts up another stinker after doing it last year. Three and points. he's fucking 0-7 in Foxborough, right? He's like, they've lost, what, six straight? Because lost six straight to New England and nine straight in Foxborough. So you got to be like, Jesus, is this what is this what we have? Like, is this? And they kind of did, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, they do. They do win that one. But to some degree, he is like a regular season hero that yeah. could never quite get over that hump in the playoffs. Doesn't he have the most ever one and dones in the playoffs out of any quarterback? Yeah, with some. Mm-hmm. I believe so. But it's a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's got to be a tough realization to come to because at this point, he's what, what, six years in the league, something like that. You're probably like, all right, we kind of know what we have. He's not going to like, he's he's already basically peaked as what a regular season quarterback we know he can be. So now all it comes down to is can he win these big games and win Super Bowls and like build on a legacy, which and the answer so far is a resounding is no. Resounding no. Yeah. Not if Tom Brady's still playing. Yeah. Or so I mean, that sorry, was not if Bill Belichick is still coaching. Bill Belichick, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and not if BB is still coaching. Right. Because I mean, well, let's 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 go into it. Bill Belichick's more genius in this game. Um mm, messing yes. with Peyton Manning's head with how many d- down linemen he played. Um there was certain but situations. Like, let's, let's not pretend that fucking uh, Manning hasn't seen this shit before. He's seen zero down linemen, guaranteed he hasn't. I bet he has that, that just has. came out. That just yeah. started this year. Or if he like, do you think that's why Manning was sucking dick? You know, yep. They threw an interception on that drive. It was in his head. Yeah, I think and it's it the players on the field. I think it's Harrison. I think it's Law. I think it's guys like that that just make plays. And the, the Colts were dropping a ton of passes. Like even that first drive, they're like three drops, and it's like, okay, these guys aren't. These guys don't have the mental like fortitude to get through this game. Yeah, because Belichick's in their head. Steve, did you know that Greg was a Colts fan? Yeah, he sounds right? just like a Colts fan with all these excuses. Yeah, but if they don't cover the field, the, if they I'm, cover the field, they're yeah, better. I'm <laughs> shitting on Manning. You guys are trying to blow Belichick. He's like, oh, dude, did you see? There's nobody down on the line. It must have been so confusing for this guy who's a fucking Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, he can confuse. It's fucking Peyton Manning. He's like the most cerebral quarterback that's ever lived. Wow, you just choked some on big Tom games. Brady there. Yeah, he just choked some big games. That's all. A quote from Tony Dungy: "Quote, you know, I pride myself in knowing the rule." Rule said, "Coach, like Colts coach Tony Dungy, that that rule I didn't know. What they say is, once you go under center, if you move away from the center, you have to be set for a second. A fairly obscure rule, but it's in there somewhere, I guess. You know who knows that rule, Greg? Oh, sick, dude. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was the turning point of the game, man. He was at five yard penalty." <laughs> hey, it worked. Dude, well, actually, you you, you know, Belichick you know, butt boys, dude. That's what I'm gonna start calling you guys, Belichick butt boys, because hey, it, it's it's incredible. <laughs> you want you want to hear some penalties that did affect the game on that last uh, scoring drive for the Patriots? Two defensive holding penalties called on the Colts. Whose fault was that? The players for Bill holding? Bill Polian. Yeah, Why? because he's the one that got that rule instituted, and now it came back to bite him on that last ninety. 90- 
four 96 yard drive, whatever it was. Oh, Andy spin zone, dude. <laughs> I love how triggered Greg is right now. This is the best. Dude, it's like watching like fucking CNN or Fox News. <laughs> Quote. <laughs> But that's that what it is. A little to help man and cope with another. <laughs> that's what I feel like I'm doing when I watch you guys. Andy, Andy, what was that quote? Andy, Andy, what was that quote? Let's just that, talk over Greg. Let's just talk will, over Greg. That yeah. will do. Little so if I can talk at the same time, and <laughs> no, no, no let's talk over Greg. What anybody's saying, but if I just talk the loudest, then people think I'm fucking right. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Greg's wife is a dog. Wrong. <laughs> you get a dog wife, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> dog wife, Steve. Your mom's like, Zodiac killer, goes. Greg. Yeah. But that will do little to help Manning cope with another clunker. He is a visible superstar who is a, developing a reputation as a guy who can't get it done when it matters. Well, yep, the so only time I pants. think about my history is when I walk in this interview room, said Manning. It's a lot of the same song as last year. I hope we could talk about something different, like a win. There's a lot of pressure to see signs all week with my name on it. It's my name versus the Patriots. I never play that way or feel that way. I knew it was the Colts versus the Patriots, but I wanted to do my job, and I didn't do that well today. He didn't. God damn, I didn't. Gotta suck to be a fucking Colts fan. I tell you. Oh, yeah. You just get so excited mm-hmm. every year, like crescendos in this, like, oh, here's our chance. We're going to do it this year. And then just fucking get your shit pushed in in the snow like two years in a row. And you're fucking, your stud quarterback just <laughs> crashes his pants on live television. <laughs> oh, here, here's, here's some more uh, aftermath, Greg. Damn, Greg. dude, that's depressing. Greg, this is for you. You'll like this. Gumble, Dan Marino, Boomer Sison all picked the Patriots to win with Shannon Sharp going for the Colts. After the game, Sison said Manning might be, quote, this generation's Dan Marino, a great football yeah. player, but he's not going to get to a Super Bowl, like you said. At which point Marino interjected, hey, I got to a Super Bowl. And Asias and finish, not with that defense. You know what I mean. There's too much pressure on him to be perfect every week, just like you, Marino, had to be. It was a discussion that seemed guaranteed to be continued once the studio lights went off. And yeah, I mean, it sucks. And there's a difference between there's a difference between like your team losing and you playing well and your team losing and like you playing terrible hmm. like when the Pats beat the Chiefs and Mahomes like had that really good game you're like at least Chiefs fans can go home being like we got a guy you know mm-hmm. he put his nuts on the table he played his dick off he just lost to a better team but these games are so like must be so disheartening to be a fan of the team because you're like what happened to him like I watched yeah. this guy for like 17 games and he was he's unstoppable and then he, for some reason, he just gets this game and he's just horrific. Three well, points. Assume reason. Once he faces BB, he just fucking lays an egg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Peyton. Satan Manning. Satan Manning. <laughs> <laughs> Can only hide oh, I, the horn so long, Greg. That's yeah, the thing. He made a deal with the devil, I guess. I found, I found the quote <laughs> about uh, the, the, the fans chanting. It's, it's also about like the signs that they had. Quote, after the game, you will get your ring. Suffer ring, red one. The crowd was That's yelling, dumb. cut that meat, cut that meat, in reference to Manning's ad campaign in which he cheers for the common folk while they're performing their jobs. Brutal. You see LeBron? LeBron would have called that racist. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? <laughs> uh, he, no. said, he was on his TV show, whatever his show is, the barbershop Boston one. Was, yeah. yeah, Boston's racist. Why? And he was like, they're like, why do you say that? And he's like, Dude, whenever I go up there, they're always chanting like "fuck LeBron," 
It's like, dude, we've been saying fuck everybody for like 30 <laughs> it's, not years. it's not special, dude. It's not about you. Uh, we'll say it to Peyton Manning. We'll say it to Bron James. We'll say it to your mother. I don't give a damn. To be fair, that commercial was sweet. Yeah. And the one where the kids and you're throwing the football at them. Yeah, I remember that one. Like Make uh, a Wish, I think it was. It was uh, an SNL skit, yeah. Uh, um, SNL, yeah. Yes. Was, yeah, hucking the footballs at him. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, that was a good one. Right, what else we got here? He's on, uh, isn't he doing commentating this year? He was doing that thing with his brother on, what was it, Amazon or something? Uh, who did they just give a huge, oh, Brady, right? No, Brady signed a deal when he's done. Yeah, for like, <laughs> for like 10 million. years or something. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. He's going to be terrible. You think? <laughs> yeah. I think he's going to be a smarter Tony Romo. Greg, he's not negatively as charismatic right? as Tony Romo. He's such a negative bitch, Greg. Dude, you give they gave him like a three hundred million dollar contract for a guy that like has someone run his social media for him. Like, <laughs> come on! I can't wait for him to get dragged for calling something disgusting. Yeah, that disgusting act. Yeah, <laughs> it's a prejudice that surpasses objective reporting. Is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! All right, boys, you got anything else? Nope. All right. That's it. Where are we off to next week? The Steel City, the Three Rivers. Three Rivers Stadium. A rematch of 2001. Smogsville, USA. Championship game. But this time with the Heinz Ward, Troy Palomalo. The new queen of the NFL. Bettis? Is Bettis still kicking? I don't believe. God, I hate the Steelers, dude. I don't know if I hate them. No, he's still there. Yeah. I, I don't I have a hard time hating them because they never win. You know, it's dude, like they have as many you, Super Bowls as the Patriots do, dude. Greg, you don't understand what is yeah, but none of those counted because they were before any of us were born. So yeah, it's true. Oh Andy's God. right. Andy fucking <laughs> classic dude, spin zone guy. And Greg, like you, you don't actually yeah. understand what it's like. Tonight to on Fox News, we have Andy defending the Patriots in any way he can possible. <laughs> well, I, I just got off uh, fresh reading um a book. Well, the excerpts of the book called The Asterisk, uh-huh. um, written by a... Uh, no, it, it's written by a um, uh, Steelers fan. And um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to pull the focus Spit here. it out, Andy. What is it? <laughs> it's all about how the Steelers Super Bowls don't count because they're before this guy was born. <laughs> before, no, before it's, Andy, it's before how the Andy Patriots Brown. Super Bowls don't count because... Um, <laughs> Roger Goodell and the Patriots have colluded to cheat the Patriots into uh, six Super Bowl wins. That's that's. I'm not going to say the R word, but that's R worded. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> uh, oh, here, oh, here's the full name of the book. Um, the asterisk: A fan's grievance on cheating and rule manipulation in the NFL. Four dollars paperback if you want it. So it's more than just the Patriots mm, stuff. That's, I sense no, another book club episode. It's not more than mm. just the Patriots stuff. That's the thing. So it's uh, no, it's it's a Steelers fan who uh, ended up living in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, of all places, and got so sick of arguing with Patriots fans that they weren't cheaters uh, or the Patriots cheaters and should have all their Super Bowl stripped from them. Uh, that he wrote a book. Dude, the cheater thing and like the the referees thing. Is just such sour grape bullshit, you know? Oh yeah. I, and th- I but it. this is like 
next level sour grapes. So many fans do that too. Of like their immediate reaction after teams lose is, you know, you cheated or the refs, dude. Like, yeah. Jaguars fans, I think, are the worst at the moment. In that AFC Championship game where Miles Jack wasn't down. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. yes. I mean, to be fair, it's all they got to hang their hat on. Yeah, I mean, you can complain about calls, but they go either way. And like the one yeah. the people that think it's like, oh, the NFL wants these teams in the Super Bowl. It's like, <laughs> they don't give a shit. They're making money, so much money they don't have to do with. They'd rather not fuck with the, the golden pig. Yeah. Golden and the, goose. And actually, I think it, it, the Super Bowls are probably more watched now if the Patriots aren't in it. Yeah, I mean, they don't. I don't think they fuck around with any of that shit. They just try and call them the best they can, and sometimes they do a better job than other times. Yeah, this isn't the NBA. I also yeah. think the referees aren't. Well, you should probably be full time employees and not have side jobs. I think it's a very hard thing to do to referee a game. So, yeah. I think this is about as good as you get. Yeah, I mean, it can know the rules. Andy, Andy, know care to rules. comment? Yeah, I, I think it could be. I think they could have more help, like put more replay cameras around, so you get better angle sure. things. But yeah. I think it could be sped up. Yep. Like the replay yeah. is obnoxious. It takes that long. Right. Like they, what's, is it hockey where they have the, the replay guy in the booth or, or soccer actually now, right? Dude, and so you know just go to VAR and the fucking somebody else calls it. Hockey does awesome is if you don't get a call, you yeah. challenge and you miss it. Penalty. Take a penalty. Yeah. Really? I love Or that. delay a game. That's yeah. not bad. That's fucking kick ass, dude. I so agree. they only challenge things that they're like, uh, we're fucking. I think we're going to get this. Yeah. 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 This or, is like an obvious overturn. Yeah. I mean, I, in this game, even um, Tony Dungy challenged the obvious fumble by uh, Harrison at the end of the game because it was like a Hail Mary that maybe I'll get overturned, but it was blatant. Fucking penalize him. 15 yarder if you get if you don't get it. Unsportsman yeah. conduct delay a game. No, yep. you have to play with 10 men. Making us all watch extra commercials. Yeah, play like 10, 10 men for the rest of the drive. See, Steve, now, now you talk my language here. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. So we will see you next week in Three Rivers Stadium. What jersey are we wearing? I don't know who's the hero. Tom Brady. I got a Harrison. <laughs> Harrison probably deserves a jersey wear at some point. I'd say probably uh, Dion Branch has himself a I got a branch. Save that one for the Super Bowl. Yeah, good point, Steve. Fair, fair, fair. fair. Good point. Steve Brown. Yeah, Rodney Harrison's probably one and one. All right. Well, I think that's it for this week. So until next week. Good. I'm getting sick of you guys anyways, especially you, Andy. Says the guy who hasn't showed up in a month. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, do we want to do it? Do you want to do you have anything to say about why you weren't there last week or do you are you good yeah, I always say that the four people is too many. Okay, I do it for the fans. Yeah. You know, oh, all right. So this is you got people talking over each other. It gets like it just doesn't feel like a conversation. It feels like an interview when you have like four people. St- <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't. I'm, I don't join this podcast to interview people. I have enough fucking <laughs> shit like that at work. I don't need to come here and be like, "Well, excuse me, sir." Like, what? How did it feel on the first time you stepped onto the field? <laughs> Tommy Longcock. Yeah, Tommy Longcock. I'm trying to fuck around with my brothers. No, I don't. Talk to famous people. Let's go eat with them and bang their mouths. (laughs) 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 What? Bang their mouths. (laughs) Let's go eat with them and bang their mouths.
Hopefully mom's turned the podcast off at this point. <laughs> the fuck is that from? <laughs> hang on, hang on. One more. I knew I'd be shitting pancakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know that one. <laughs> yeah. 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 But no, you don't remember the... Uh... Let's go eat with them and bang their mouths. <laughs> is that from the Cam Newton episode? No. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I get the full story. Yo, I got those chicks from last night lined up. Let's go eat with them and bang their mouths. <laughs> oh, I know. What <laughs> I know what that's from. That's, okay. that's... that's incognito. Yeah. Uh, that's Ryan a fucking Ryan direct Ryan. quote from incognito. Yes, yes, yes that is a direct quote. Hey, sure. that's, that's ridiculous. That one, the, the, I don't know. I feel like that might be our sign off. No, wait a minute. You still, what about like? Uh, Thanks for listening. Don't yeah, forget. Bang their mouths. <laughs> And we had said that a while ago that we had a new oh. sign off. All right. Mm. So send us out, Andy. <laughs> what does that mean? Send us out. That means you write it. I'll, we'll Let's do it live. Get them and bang their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> right, see you later. See you later. See you later. <laughs>